0: Howdy, howdy. Oh, hello. Hello. And welcome to. But it was aliens. Ah! Hey, you stole my line.
1: Payback's a bitch.
0: <laughs> we are the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe a doobie da boop I'm hosting this week, and if you don't know me by now, I'm Kevin the Grey. Beard. Though Granville would have you believe that I possess a lengthy beard of the grey variety. Speaking of him, that's Granville Moonwalker, the mooner himself. That school bus you drove past, that time with those ass cheeks pressed against the window, that was him. Anyhow, this week we are covering one of the most detailed alien encounters known to humankind.
1: I don't think I've ever mooned in my life. He's lying.
0: They're onto him. I wasn't really a moon myself, to be honest. Like, why would you get your bum out?
1: <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> Can you imagine? Especially someone, in our line of work. Someone moons and they haven't wiped their arse properly. Oh, good. oh. grim.
0: Mm. That is not pleasant. Do you not wipe your arse properly? Is that why you don't moon?
1: <laughs> no. I've just got a fat ass, so it would take forever to get my shorts back up. It's 1995. I'm going to moon you one of these days.
0: (laughs) On a steamy hot July evening in Derbyshire, our subjects, Mike and Debbie, were British and owned a house with a garden. What do British people do when it's hot and they own a garden?
1: Barbecue, motherfuckers!
0: They call up their best friend Steve and Annie, of course, and invite them round for a barbecue! Crack on the grill! Well, actually, it doesn't quite go like that. They do the even more typically British thing and actually invite Steve and Annie round for alcoholic drinks and it later turns into an impromptu barbecue. At 10pm, Mike lit the barbecue. Mental. Come 10.40, there were chicken legs on the go, burgers, sausages. That's basically it. It was a drunken barbecue after all. None of that marinated fancy stuff here. We can vouch for this, though. This is what British people
1: do. This is exactly what British people do. They're better have been fried onions. You can't have burgers without fried onions at a barbecue.
0: I'll be honest. There were no details as to there being fried onions in the accounts I researched. I apologise. But remember, this is impromptu. They might not have had fresh onions in, but everyone's got burgers in the freezer. I let them off impromptu. Yeah, that's another British thing. You've always got meat in your freezer. Yep. Burgers, sausages are there. And hopefully chicken too. It's always tough for a barbecue, because you never quite know when you're going (laughs) to need one. And it happens just like that. With British weather, you've always got to be prepared. Yep. You don't get the opportunity often, so when you do, you strike! Everyone is having a good time, necking their cider while sat around a garden table. Ah, good times. Good times. Then POP! Quite literally out of nowhere, a round disc-shaped object hovered over the garden this thing came out of nowhere and was literally above them about 20 feet from the ground imagine that you're chilling in the garden with a beer and then suddenly Independence Day is going on barely any higher than your head
1: okay did this thing actually go pop and then appear
0: so I may have added a little dramatic effect there. That it suddenly popped into view from nowhere. It didn't make the sound that I made. I apologise. Okay.
1: What if-, if it was always hovering into view and they were just too drunk to <laughs> see it before? So it was always slowly making its way towards them, but they just didn't notice until then. That, Or they just didn't look up? That is a fair
0: comment. We know they were drinking... Possibly all day, day because they've decided to have a barbecue at gone 10 o'clock at night. Exactly. That is possible that the, well, actually, if you're thinking about it that way, if that thing's been there for a long time, that could have done things.
1: Might have joined in. <laughs> Beamed down, had a couple of beers.
0: They they got rid of Steve and they were in there. They're like, come on, let's have a barbecue. <laughs> What's wrong with your voice, Steve? What do you mean? There is nothing wrong with my voice. And he starts rubbing Steve's leg. Ah, nah, nah.
1: Get some green goop on her hand.
0: Oh. <laughs> Are you unwell, Steve? What do you mean?
1: Steve legs it to the bathroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With a major alien rock-on coming out of his neck. <laughs> on the bottom of the craft, visible to our gang, there were bright white lights moving in an anti-clockwise motion lighting up the garden like stadium floodlights. As the group struggled to make out what we now know was a craft through the light, a door opened in the side of the craft and a different column of light shot down to the garden. Now later on the witnesses were spoken to separately and they all said that it seemed like things started going in slow motion at this point. Steve said that it was as if they had all entered some kind of vacuum.
1: Uh, okay.
0: Okay, I am So,
1: if I was drunk...
0: And you have been.
1: And this happened... Yes. And it started to go in slow motion... Yes. And there was, like, people around...
0: It felt like afterwards it was going in slow motion. I'm not saying they necessarily realised it at the time.
1: So it wasn't going in slow motion at the time It might have been I'm, I'm saying if it did at the time I would fully take that opportunity To Dance. bust out a robot <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming That <laughs> looked super cool
0: Imagine that You're in an alien ship Looking down on humans And they're all just Busted out a robot (laughs) That
1: would look cool as fuck though Wouldn't it It's like a disco light It's like a spotlight on you And you're doing a robot
0: Yeah if I was If I was alien Steve I'd be like We're going to leave those guys And gals I'll join in On the ship, it just busts out in an impromptu party. They're having a barbecue on the alien ship roof.
1: Have you ever played um, Ratchet and Clank? No. So there's a weapon on there called, uh, I think it's just called Disco Ball. And Mm -hmm. you can literally just throw a Disco Ball and it pops up and all the enemies just start dancing to it. Was that not taken from a weapon in the original South Park
0: computer game on the N64?
1: No, you're thinking of the um, alien... Um, device that the aliens gave the cows where they press the button and then it goes love tina, love the moon something and about the and tulips in a, the I and they the get like proper blue red cheeks and they dance it's the episode where Cartman gets an anal prob. coincidentally <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and he gets the cheeks yeah good call cool. there we go again talking
1: about South Park <laughs> that we haven't seen
0: for like 15 years <laughs> why does that that's keep happening that's literally
1: I think the first episode <laughs>
0: The craft then started moving, slowly at first, and then sped off much swifter. As this happened, all four of our witnesses began feeling sick, utterly nauseous, with stomach pains like they needed to drop a deuce, but they didn't. Steve looked at the barbecue and noticed that it was cooling. All the food had burnt. There goes the impromptu barbecue. Steve looked at his watch. It was approaching midnight. Around an hour and a half had passed in seconds. Mike didn't know what the F David Blaine was going on, so he called the police.
1: What time did this barbecue start? Was it 10.40? Not sorry, what time did they start drinking?
0: Earlier in the day.
1: Because you'd be absolutely (laughs) fucked by this point. Who's to say that they didn't go from alcohol to some harder stuff? Mm. And then they. So you're suggesting
0: just, they're on something?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say they passed out, but all they four might have of just them mellowed the fuck they out. They
0: dropped some E or they did some ketamine or something, and what if they
1: would? Or start
0: dancing like robots? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they might have done something like that, and then before they knew it. Like an hour or so ago and they'd realised that the food had all burnt. I haven't taken any drugs, so I can't say what the effects of drugs
0: Well it'd be a are. downer rather than an upper, wouldn't it? It can say that much.
1: Well, it depends on the drugs they're taking.
0: Well, to have the effect you're describing, because if you're taking speed you're bombing around, aren't you, so
1: Have you seen the film Get him to the Greek?
0: Yes. I- <laughs> I embarrassingly love that film.
1: <laughs> oh, that film's great. What is it that... Um, Inside of you. They do Where's where that the first one? P. Diddy goes like... Is it P. Diddy where he goes to the party? Rub the furry wolves. Yeah. What does he take then? Oh, I can't remember. Because I'm wondering if they took something similar and it had that effect. But they just felt everything go like super mo.
0: So you're going drugs at this point? Mm. I feel like it's kind of early to be drawing a theory. You should just be going along with the story?
1: Fine. Um, alien slow-mo. Weird. Bad food. Got burnt. They shit their pants because they ate some of the bad food before it was fully cooked. Hence why they've got stomach pains.
0: I did say that the food all burnt and I didn't eat it, but okay.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go with that one. Who's to say that they didn't have some before. Who, indeed.
0: I wasn't there. Although, weirdly, I might have gone to Derbyshire around this time thinking about it. I would have gone to Derbyshire in 1995.
1: Would you? Yeah. I didn't know you then, so.
0: No, you didn't. But I did go to Derbyshire in
1: 1995. Were you? Were you, Steve? (laughs) No. (laughs) Did you let out green goop? Uh,
0: I can remember going to this really weird barbecue one night, though. Hey, Steve. Hey, Annie
1: i start calling you Steve from I'll now on. i start calling you Annie. And you answer. <laughs> it's going to catch you out.
0: Absolutely, Annie. The police did actually turn up to investigate. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? You're some fine. Ble- <laughs> That's exactly how Annie sounded. Believe it or not, the police took it all seriously. Statements were taken from all four witnesses. The police checked to see if anything had been stolen, and would you believe it, two pint glasses had indeed been taken. To this day, there is no trace of those two pint glasses. They vanished. Is that not a mind-blowing fact? Anyway, the police weren't sure what to think, so they did all they could and referred it on to the experts. Well, an expert. Stepping... Leading UFO researcher...
1: Greybeard.
0: No, it was Tony Todd. Specifically referred to by the police to investigate this case. Tony Todd or Tony Dodd? Tony Dodd. Doddy.
1: Stolen pint glasses, eh? Yep. I don't think they were stolen. I think they were given as a gift. To... The aliens? They gave they them They came down, gift. had a rave... And they were like, "This is the best stuff we've ever taken," and they were like, "Here, we've got nothing to give you. Take these pint glasses." And they took the pint glasses and they left. And that was a present.
0: What was it? Gift for
1: the drugs that they took. The aliens came down and gave them drugs. That's <laughs> why we went. Like, drug super slow mo and like everything. doing
0: those intergalactic galaxy miles to deal. And they were like,
1: "We've got nothing for you."
0: You've it heard, you've power. heard of county lines. What about space lines?
1: So can, they can't be done son they can't be done they're out of our jurisdiction maybe they there's have space may- laws
0: maybe there's some sort of intergalactic Federation jurisdiction. some
1: space police
0: absolutely do you know what they're called men in black
1: Do Dodd that's what I was about to say doddy <laughs> Dodd Dodd doddy, doddy. <laughs> Dod
0: brought in Joyce Dinsdale, who I believe must have been the hypnotist because all four of our Scooby gang agreed to undergo hypnotic regression. Each was hypnotised separately so that nobody could influence anybody's story. Each told the same story. They all noticed the disc with lights after lighting the barbecue. It was a round craft with your typical dome-like structure on top. Now this is where it gets interesting. Each one of them separately would say that it was at the point that they were staring at the lights above them that they would realise that they were no longer in the garden. Debbie said that she felt scared as the light was above them and suddenly became extremely agitated and upset.
1: Okay, so we've hit the... uh... The magical hypnotic regression therapy button. We have indeed. So from here on out... I call
0: bullshit.
1: Maybe. <laughs> you can't maybe it. <laughs> um. So they kind of spaced out while looking at the lights above them. Mm-hmm. What if... They actually tripped out and what they were looking at were lights that were above them, like garden lights. Okay. Or...
0: Have you ever tripped out looking at a garden light?
1: No, but I've never done drugs. (laughs) You're really honing down on that (laughs) drug theory, aren't you? How long after them experiencing this was the hypnotic regression therapy? Like, how much time was there between... The experience and the therapy session.
0: I don't believe it actually says that in the research that I read.
1: So it could have been an hour. Could have been. I mean, three it, hours. It was implied that could it have wasn't. Been Eighteen months. To I don't a think year. it was
0: months. I think it was a period of days. So it but could have been three hundred sixty-five
1: days. Could have been three hundred and ninety-five days.
0: No, no, we I don't think. Know. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! So the police came in, did their searches, found out the point glasses were missing, went back to the office, they referred it on to the investigator, who then referred it on to a hypno. Yeah, but how do we know therapist? how long it took them to do? So the we're talking days between each bit because you
1: don't know that. I know everything. That could have been stuck on someone's in tray for like two months. Before they got round to it. Well,
0: I know this all took place in 1995.
1: When did it start? July. Okay, so it could have finished in December 1995. You could have finished in December 1995. I didn't, but this might have. So we don't know how long it was before they were interviewed. So they could have all made up their story, got their facts straight, lined them up, went in. Boom, let's all tell the same story. I mean I can't say that that isn't the case because that
0: is a counter argument isn't it that they agreed a story and all stuck to it but it was aliens
1: I mean they might have been tripping or all doing some drugs and then one of them tripped and kind of described what he was seeing so therefore the rest saw it like a joint trip I don't know how drugs work A
0: likely story. That's a theory. As he says that, he's snorting a line off the desk.
1: That's not a snort.
0: (laughs) You heard him, folks. Carry on. (laughs) Debbie would gradually calm down and continue, stating as she relived the experience that I'm on my own. I am not in the garden anymore, I can see shadows, I I can see different coloured lights, I can see eyes looking at me, they're big and black, not like ours. Debbie then realised that she was laying down on something hard, no not that, and that her back was raised. There was movement around Debbie, but she couldn't find any words to describe them except for shadows. The walls and ceiling were all one smooth structure. Debbie then became even more distressed and the session had to be ended. Dodd's conclusion was that she had experienced too much trauma to live through again.
1: I mean, that's just kind of saved you, is not it? How so? I mean, if you... It sounds really bad. She might have suffered that kind of trauma and can't be put through it again. But at the same time, it gives you an out. (laughs) You sceptical bastard. (laughs) Just call me Greybeard. I will. So she wasn't with the others anymore. Nope. There were big black eyes looking at her.
0: Yep, and shadows.
1: So they... uh, Okay, there's only one way to describe that as... They were wearing alien glasses while they were looking at her. They all just put like costumes on. So <laughs> You're <against>.
0: suggesting. <laughs> Hold on. You're suggesting that Mike, Debbie, and Steve all put
1: costumes on. No. And... No. I'm suggesting that Mike, Annie, and Steve all put costumes on.
0: Oh, sorry.
1: Fucked with Debbie.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I I jumped ahead a little bit there. Because guess what's coming up next?
1: (laughs) It's. Just think about this. I'm thinking about it. This is something we would do. Whoa! In terms of fucking with someone. Okay. Like when uh, one of our friends fell asleep after a. Proper mental night out. So he tied his legs up with belts and put like pots and pans on his head and, and photos uh, and drew, drew a
0: line connecting his eyebrows together.
1: Yep. And Good times. Wrote insert here with a massive arrow down to his arse crack.
0: Because we are grown ups. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's not beyond the realms of possibility that they didn't come up with an elaborate plan here. To mess for on. a
0: laugh, but then the police got involved. That's taken it a bit far, yeah, isn't it? I don't true. think we'd have involved the police.
1: Yeah, that's true. We would have probably owned up at that point. If yeah, they were the call. yeah, yeah, all right. They weren't messing, they weren't messing. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Now, let's examine
0: Annie. Annie. Also appeared to be absolutely terrified and horrified as she relived the experience under regression. Annie could remember a little more though, because Annie could remember after the column of light hit the garden ground, Annie recalled that a small figure in a weird black cloak with a hood appeared in the garden. Annie managed to make out a pale face with a pointed chin and again large black eyes. Two more of the bastards popped out from nowhere and dragged Annie towards the light whilst making animal grunting noises. We've heard of small aliens barking before, haven't we? The Villas Boas Brazilian sex case. Annie then recalled being inside the same strange room described by Debbie and went from being petrified to eerily calm. Next thing she knows... Annie is in a room surrounded by little people wearing hooded cloaks. Both Debbie and Annie describe the beings as having free fingers, making animal grunt bark noises and having their faces and hair pulled. Oh, and Annie had her top removed. Annie remembered looking At rooms divided into squares around her, which hurt her eyes as she stared into their lights. Then she noticed one of the little people had a device in their hand, a rod with a silver square thing on the end. Another, meanwhile, was scraping Annie between her toes. Annie remembered something being injected into her neck. Meanwhile, Another figure was doing something horrible to Annie's belly button. At this point, Annie became agitated once more, and the next thing she knew, she was back in the garden.
1: Okay, that sounds a bit horrid.
0: Um... <laughs> that sound horrid when you're <laughs> laughing.
1: What? Oh, that sounds really bad. Yes, it does. Sit okay. in the corner and think about what you've done. <laughs> What she went through sounds really horrid, but mm-hmm. then why I started giggling yes. is because the little hooded figure. Yeah. I just think, thought of like a a little mage grey. <laughs> <laughs> like a Gandalf the Grey. Like an Oberon grey. <laughs> Coming down and it's like, hmm. Like knocking his three fingers. You know that evil...
0: Yeah, yeah. Hand clasp. I'm yeah, doing it in front one. of Kevin yeah. now
1: so he can see. But for those of you listening, were they just kind of each finger knocks to each other? One mm. by one, yeah. Spirit fingers. Girl fling. With a hood up.
0: Uh-huh. So horrific Ooh. experience.
1: Yeah, it does sound pretty bad. Okay, I've gone off a bad trip now. Mm-hmm. But I'm back on the bad trip. <laughs> what (laughs) that's like getting off of a bus and
0: then getting straight back on it at the same stop what (laughs) i
1: there's just something about this i can't believe is aliens right now you unreasonable in my head i'm just think of the logical conclusion and it keeps taking me to drugs
0: i got a bit hung up on this bit and i just thought how utterly horrid to have someone doing something to your belly button
1: Get the book away. Yeah, it does feel Uh, just imagining someone mm probing
0: you. Yeah, no, thank you.
1: I don't like feet. You don't
0: like feet? No. That's not what I heard.
1: (laughs) I don't know what you heard.
0: (laughs) Toe jam. Steve recalled pretty much the same story. Steve had felt strange all eve night, before these events. As the object lowered, Steve noticed his wife Annie screaming beside him and suddenly he was inside the craft. Steve, too, then remembered there being lots of small people wearing cloaks with hoods whilst he was inside the smooth room. Steve went one step further and said that the cloaks were like black tin foil, but not tin foil. Cheers Steve! Steve then described being in a transparent tube without seams. The small figures were all around him watching him before Steve was removed from the tube and taken to another room where there were loads of small figures carrying balls of white stuff in their hands steve remembered there being a board on the wall with what looked like saturn earth and other planets on it steve remembered being paralyzed as he was pulled and grabbed until he was suddenly back in the tube steve could then hear annie screaming then steve realized he was back in the garden again steve too had gotten unsettled as the session went on mike meanwhile were so freaking terrified immediately in his session that I had to end it straight away. I know we tend to call bullshit, but all of them shitting their pants and telling very similar stories. Is that not a bit freaky?
1: Mike got probed. <laughs> but do you know what this sounds like to me? A horrid night? So from the very first person's account, so from Debbie to Annie to Steve, mm-hmm. Each one has added to the next. This sounds like one of those stories where someone starts it, the next person has to carry it on, and the next person has to carry it on until they end up with a story.
0: Like an ad-lib story. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly
1: what this sounds like. But Mike couldn't think of jack shit. So he was like, I was too scared. Ah!" (laughs) And now our minds go to probe and make it sound like it was much worse than it was. You get me. I
0: get you. Can you call me the skeptical bastard?
1: I don't know what it is today. I just feel really <laughs> against this. Oh, I'm not really the first one to jump in and say it's aliens until it's not, <laughs> <laughs> which is almost every
0: episode. <laughs> Suffice to say, with all this, that the investigating team all felt that this case was absolutely genuine. Of course they did. The people involved were so genuinely petrified, and the stories so consistent that everyone believed it. (coughs) Now, I read an article of this one over on UFOinsight.com where apparently they were contacted by one of the researchers involved who claimed that the witnesses actually developed telepathy. There's no evidence to back that up, just that very statement. But developing telepathy has been noted in other abduction cases, as has stomach pains and nausea.
1: So without evidence, I'm calling bullshit.
0: Look, we're going to have a chat soon. (laughs)
1: Uh, These people go in looking for it. What we need to do is get someone that's... Doesn't give a shit about aliens or the extraterrestrial or finding them and then get them to, to do. To go and analyze these cases yeah, and start a podcast. Not take our jobs, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> to actually do. So
0: what you're saying is
1: research that
0: we should start a TV them. show where we go out to these places and investigate the cases in person.
1: Yes. Yes. Netflix, hit us up. That'd be great, though, wouldn't it? Um, and I'd just like to say that this is bullshit. <laughs> I call <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> We're
0: interviewing someone and they're literally bursting out with tears, petrified. And you're like, you're full of shit, you twat.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kid. I'd be much more sensitive than that.
0: You wouldn't call him a twat?
1: Precisely. Every now and again, there'd be a tell where I'd just start going. <laughs> <laughs> Sniffing that bullshit. There's <laughs> a strange smell in the air.
0: I say, I've, Granville, can I've, you smell that smell?
1: I've sensed it before. Can't quite put my finger on it. Hold on. Oh, I know what that is. <laughs>
0: Again, someone's bursting out with tears in front of you, and you've got like a violin out. (laughs) I call bullshit.
1: Or you got your harp. Ah, I'd do a little jig.
0: You start busting out the robot. Bullshit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Moon, walk away. Call him bullshit. I'm out. Bullshit.
0: (laughs) All four of our scooby gang chose to be left alone after the regression. None wanted anything more to do with Dodd and didn't want any financial gain, nor did they want to tell their story for overnight fame. They all disappeared into history at their own request, which is why this one, with such detailed events, is so unknown. You'd think that the world would have heard of the British barbecue ruined by aliens, So what have we got here? Could the nausea be caused by radiation from the craft, or the deep probes they underwent? Or did all get too drunk and either have a shared dream experience, or think it would be funny to hoax the police then realise what shit they could be in, so went along as long as they could, not to seem suspicious? I would say though, it's hard to fake fear. What's your take? Any alternative theories? Drugs. That's, that's not really an alternative at this point. That's your main theory.
1: <laughs> okay, so I have an alternative theory here. Yes. This is all made up. Right. Not by them. Mm-hmm. They're made up. Someone made them up? So Ooh, this could possibly be a UFO investigator making a story up.
0: Okay, I hear you.
1: Just to, uh, you know, get their name out there. Mm-hmm. Add to their investigative, I gonna say backlog. But catalog, yeah, yeah. So, oh, look at all these cases we've investigated and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: We'll bulk out our magazine or website yeah. with
1: these stories. I mean, if you're selling a UFO magazine, you've got to have articles coming in. You've got to have stories coming in. Otherwise, you're not selling. What are you going to do? Start making shit up out of thin air?
0: Mm. It's a good, good idea. I think sometimes the people we cover are in a difficult place. Because when we see them, like in videos and whatnot, we say they're lying and call bullshit. And when we don't see them, we assume they don't exist and call bullshit.
1: <laughs> I mean, we have said on occasion that it's quite po- not quite possible. Sometimes the it's likely they do actually experience these things. Yeah, like, like the, the
0: fact Japanese fact pilot. There was just something really convincing yeah, about him.
1: The fact that it's just not... Can you Aliens, like, if you were on drugs and you saw that stuff on drugs, to you that's 100% real. Yeah. Just to everybody else, it didn't happen.
0: And I suppose there's not enough to rule out those other ideas, is there? We need to be certain on this show.
1: Or it's quite possible that the drugs actually open up your mind to what is actually out there. Mm. So in taking the drugs, they can actually see what is around us in the other dimensions, whereas we can't.
0: Ah, I've forgotten what that drug is now, so I'll leave that thought there. Just a little bit on Dodd. There is a little documentary on him. This chap investigated more than 100 sightings and events all over the UK. Dodd developed a network of investigators, and when an event happened near one, Dodd would assign them to the investigation, and they'd report back to him with findings, which he'd document. This was a pretty intelligent setup back in the 90s. The documentary is pretty old as I say, so it's not great today, but again, like I say, it does exist and this chap was pretty far though obviously appeared to have come from a strong believing stance to begin with. The chap is into ley lines, lines between monuments over the world which some people believe carry a special energy and believes that these may be related to UFOs whose ultimate purpose is to protect the planet. But then I suppose if you'd investigated hundreds of cases and seen evidence of UFOs, you may come across a little kooky too.
1: I think the problem is, here, it's not that he believes it too much, Mm -hmm. but he wants, he actually believes it, so anything that he hears for it, he believes is for it.
0: unconsciously biased, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's not, I know, to be honest, we haven't, read all of his investigations so you might <laughs> we might 90- without realising at this point. <laughs> you might say that 99% of them are hoaxes but I highly doubt that. Mm. Um, from the sounds of this one and I think we've covered another one with Dodd actually. He seems to want to grasp anything towards the fact that it could be aliens.
0: Yeah. Rather
1: um, than looking at the alternative.
0: I've got to commend him though in his setup. Like he started this before the internet just with like agents all around the country. That's a cool concept.
1: That is. But at the same time, if you're going to go to that length, anything you hear, you're going to believe, aren't you?
0: He's, but like we said, I mean, he's predisposed it. to. He wants it. Yeah. He's no, I maugre mean, all over that shit, isn't he? He
1: wants it. <laughs> he really wants it. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's all there is today going over today's tale we started in the garden with steve annie mike and debbie suddenly a disc like craft with bright lights was overhead and next thing they knew their food had all burnt and they'd lost an hour and a half of their time the police were called and discovered that two pint glasses were missing how did they know they even existed that was enough to call in an expert tony dodd got involved and facilitated hypnotic regression for all four witnesses. When Debbie was hypnotised, she remembered there being small shadow figures in the craft, but then she got so distressed after realising that she was on the craft that they actually had to end the session. Annie was distressed but went on. Annie remembered figures in the garden too, as well as on the craft and could remember being experimented upon, feeling extreme pain in her belly button. One of the creatures had been holding a rod with a silver square on the end. Then she's back in the garden. Steve, meanwhile, remembered similar events, lots of robed figures and being pulled and prodded. Steve, however, could also remember being put into transparent tubes a couple of times. Steve saw the figures carrying balls of white stuff. Then Steve was back in the garden. Mike, meanwhile, was so freaking disturbed the moment he was under that they had to cease the regression. That's pretty much it. The Scoobies didn't want any attention or money from this, and just wanted to forget it. We wondered whether it was all food poisoning, drunken fun, shared dreams, or whether the sickness was due to probing and or radiation. We then just briefly covered that Dodd was actually a very well organised and scientific investigator, though with a slight bias towards the cases being aliens. Anything you want to go over before we conclude?
1: At the start of this case, I was very, very much on Against the side them. of this being drugs. Mm-hmm. And then the more we've gone on, the more I thought it was drugs. <laughs> and then <laughs> and now I as think we've it was gone drugs. on, again, I thought it was still drugs. But at the end, I thought it could be made up.
0: I really thought you were going to say drugs.
1: And that this was a made up story by Dodd or sent in by one of his investigators Mm. to try and keep a job. To be fair.
0: I think they did it on a voluntary basis, actually.
1: One of his investigators to try and keep their rep up.
0: (laughs) Keep their voluntary role, not be replaced by another
1: agent. But... It was aliens? After hearing it all again, and the fact that there was um, two missing pint glasses, mm-hmm. I believe it was drugs. <laughs> I love that the
0: police find that there's two missing glasses and they refer on to a paranormal that investigator. That sounds
1: stupid. <laughs> wouldn't happen.
0: But if you, if you said to the police around here you'd lost a pint glass, they'd be like, piss off. Yeah, precisely. So are you saying that it, it was druggies? That it was aliens?
1: No. I think they took some illegal substances or even got high off the uh, barbecue fumes. Were they barbecuing what? outside? Or were they barbecuing indoors? High off the barbecue fumes? Like idiots. Carbon monoxide it was poison. in the garden. And then the actual lights were the lights in the kitchen.
0: It was in the garden.
1: <laughs> okay. The Lights were something else. But no, I don't believe this was Aliens at all. Okay. I mean, shock.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to piss around here. I'm not saying that it was Aliens either. But this one, I immediately loved that a typical British barbecue was disturbed. I actually think... All the genuine fear is so, so credible. However, I just didn't find quite enough to convince me here. Dodd was very sensible with his investigation, but there isn't enough information on what was found out there, and we have discussed so many times how aggression therapy isn't really reliable. But again, I just love the concept of having a barbecue. You look up, and Independence Day is happening.
1: Welcome to Earth!
0: And it also reminds me of our friend I won't go into the story but um, we all had to run away from a certain area because something happened and we all ran the same way apart from him whom decided to hop over a fence and run through people's gardens in the middle of the day and <laughs> there was a family barbecue going on in one of the gardens and you just hear in the distance Oi! as he's obviously ran past their garden up in their fence
1: I think I just remembered who that is Yeah.
0: <laughs> any final thoughts? I'm laughing at it now I just imagine having a family barbecue you all sat at the top of your garden with the barbecue and then some little teenage kid just jumps over the fence runs through and jumps over the other fence and they're gone
1: <sighs> any final thoughts drugs are bad going. Okay. Okay. that's my final thought
0: days. That that's today's show folks thank you one and all for listening to Body was alien. Ah. Ah. hopefully you've enjoyed today and learned a valuable lesson drugs are bad always keep an eye on your meat anyway you know the drill we're on facebook and on
1: that twitter
0: at but it was aliens links are in the episode notes the big ones you know if you click on a podcast episode and click the details those ones uh one more plug We've recently done a little naughty business on the side. That's right, we are cheating on the aliens. We have started undertaking side probes into more widely paranormal or mysterious cases such as Kushtaka, Kushtaka, Tokoloshi and Rasputin, whom we've mentioned in previous episodes, along with other topics. We're dropping these once per month and you can find these additional bonus episodes on Patreon. This in turn helps us to cover costs and keep the probes going for free. So that's at patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens. Join us. That's all from us. Until next time, if tomato sauce is made with tomatoes, what is barbecue sauce made with? The truth is up there. Hashtag bro. <laughs>